Hey, what's going on, y'all? It's Dorian. I'm back. Apologies for the little bit of a break. I'm going to be honest with y'all. Between graduating undergraduate and putting in my paperwork for graduate schools and getting robbed by the federal government, Joe Biden, you better wave and cancel student debt, please and thank you. Between the organizations that I do and between all the other book writings and other projects that I've been taking on, you know, your boy has had a pretty heavy plate. Now, I'm going to ask a little bit of help from y'all. I need a little bit of tough love from y'all. So, if, let's say hypothetically speaking, an episode is not coming out next week, and we're going we're to aim to get one out, we're going to start to get back on track, I need y'all to blow up my phone and say, Dorian, we're going to need you to produce Borders, produce, 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 produce more episodes. You will need to produce. Give me a topic and say, look, you have a topic. I already gave you one. So there's no reason why I should not get my topic. If it means you got to blow up my phone, if it means you got to slash my tires, and for those of you who may not have the art of slashing tires, it is three tires, not four, because then the insurance company will not cover it. Again, you got to find out which vehicle I drive. But you know, now you know. Don't ask me how I know. I've never participated in such an activity. Uh, you know, do what you got to do. But we're going to try to get back on track. Um, you know, between, like I said, the book and all the other things that I'm doing, you know, uh, I definitely want to get back on track on podcasts because I'm, I'm, if I'm being completely frank, you know, I like speaking more than writing. I've been doing a lot of writing with this book. We're on, we're on part three, which is good. We're making progress. But with that, I miss y'all. I want to be talking with y'all. I feel like that, that, that I'm, a loud mouth person, so I get to rant for about a good hour, and you guys can criticize me about the distance in which my microphone is. You know, you know, you know who you are. Psycho, like, no, much love. Uh, with that being said, you know what I've been wondering? Because my brother told me this not too long ago. Why don't I apply to be a bartender? I, I mean, think about it. Being a part bartender part-time I mean, that, that sounds like a win-win. I mean, they train you to make drinks, and then after that, you get to, you know, make a little juicy juice for some people, get a little juiced up, and then after that, you know, you get a nice little tip. Keep it moving, part-time, you know, I, I can't argue with that. Of course, as always, it's important that I tell you all, make sure that you drink responsibly, and do not, and I mean do not drink and drive. Do not drink and drive. No drinking while driving. Thank you. Thank you for my PSA. Uh, anywho, uh, I appreciate each and every one of y'all tuning in, as always. You know, I, I really do enjoy doing these podcasts. Um, I, I definitely want to make sure that we're not only doing a lot more topics, but we're starting to have guest speakers. I, I definitely want to do that. So if you want to be a guest speaker, please let me know. Like, I'm going to start reaching out. Because uh, why not? I mean, why not? I mean, I'm just saying. Uh, but... Before we start this episode, I, I do want to talk about a few things before we proceed. Uh, uh, you got you got this message in the Instagram post, but I, I definitely want to make sure that uh, I, I emphasize this. So uh, there are going to be some topics in this episode that are going to be hard to discuss in the way in which we're presenting it. Because um, there might be a lot of people who have went through this, may have endured this, may have even made it and still are affecting are affected by this process. Excuse me. Uh, but with that being said, um, if you need to take some time to pause the episode to, to reflect, if you need to take some notes, do what you got to do. Like I, I do not mind. I wouldn't know, but still take your time. I'm going to put some pauses in there. So hopefully that helps. And I'll say, this is the time for you to pause. But, um, moreover, um, it's important that you guys not only, take some notes, ask questions, but if you have gone through this or you're going through anything, um, 
You're not alone. Like, I, I really want to emphasize that. There's a lot of resources out there for specific things, but um, I wanted to focus specifically on 988. Uh, that's the suicide crisis hotline. Um, the reason why I want to specifically touch on this, uh, there has been a lot of information going around that the number, the original number, uh, is being changed and uh, to the 988 simply. Um, and and that's, that, that's a little bit of misinformation. So to clarify, uh, both numbers are still active. So the original uh, hotline number is still there, um, but they're adding 988 as a more accessible means for people to, again, get in contact and to speak with a trained, empathetic uh, individual who is in your region. So they kind of have a sense of the regional surroundings, which can help. But then also on top of that, it's not a transactional conversation. It's a conversation that you can have with an individual to get resources. They will follow up with you and they will be with you every step of the way. So again, you do not feel alone. And it's not just for, for, uh, um, you know, specific people. It's for an intersectional, uh, uh, community of different people. And so it's important that, you know, we're, we're sharing this information out so people have these tools. I personally have it saved on my phone. So if you want to save it on your phone, go ahead. Um, like I said, they are hotline centers in each region. Um, so, for example, if you're on the eastern shore, uh, Salisbury would be the home location, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, if you're in western Maryland, you know, there's Montgomery, Baltimore, etc., and so with that, it's definitely important that we share this out to people because, again, uh, we, we also need to remember that we're combating a culture where you have to be fixed when you talk to somebody. Um, and that's not the case. Like, we definitely need to, to emphasize the importance of mental health. We need to emphasize the importance of black mental health, especially when it pertains to, again, making sure that we're taking care of ourselves and our communities. Um, so that's just one resource out of many that we definitely need to make sure that we're amplifying and we're sharing out to people. Uh, and so with that, I just wanted to share that with you guys. Um, secondly, like I said, th- this podcast was in full transparency, rather difficult to make, especially in a society which often allows elements you're about to hear uh, continue to go on, uh, whether even if it is uh, brought up into light. Uh, and taken to the justice system. It's, it's still uh, a cultural aspect that still is hard to grasp with. Uh, personally, I, you know, I, I I had to sit down and really contemplate what I wanted to say with this podcast because I've always wanted to do it. It's definitely going to be in the book too. Uh, it's going to be in a different format that I'm going to present it today. Uh, but but in all in all seriousness, uh, it, it took a lot. It, it really did. Um, I had to really self-reflect I had to really think about it um and talk to a lot of people uh but uh because there's a there's a the culture that we're going to talk about there's elements that uh if one goes through this they they are weak uh it's elements of weakness uh it's fear it's regret anger depression you know and many more and even though scars never truly disappear especially when we talk about the flashbacks and the memories and the the range in which the seas of self-reflection take over. Um, again, what are we doing to amplify those voices? What, what are we doing to educate people, to inform people on these things, and most importantly, to empower them to bring change to not only the cultural but the institutional aspects to hold each other accountable? Um, because again, it's, it's a heavy topic. Uh, to reiterate, 
there is a spectrum, especially when we're talking about the different opinions on this topic, especially when it comes to the black community. Like I said, some people acknowledge it quietly. Some people are vocal and acknowledge it head on. Some people deny it quietly or they'll indirectly say that they you know, don't agree. Some people deny it wholeheartedly and firmly. And some people will try to debate it, the complacency of the matter. With that, I'm going to practice the element of uh, second person to tell this narrative. Um, and the narrative, and, and for those of you who may not know what second person is or fell asleep in their high school uh, literature class, the only reason why I didn't fall asleep is because I was ready to graduate. That was the last uh, English class I took for my uh, uh, K through 12 experience, uh, 12th grade. Uh, moreover, uh, second person is a narration of a collective. Uh, it, so it's the voices of many on the ink pad of words. And so with that, it may look like it's one person speaking, but the rhetoric that's being utilized is the collective experience of countless individuals that have continued to take. And it doesn't mean it's identical, but it's very, very similar in the experiences that have uh, taken hold. Uh, so with that, you know, throughout this narration, feel free to, like I said, take notes Ask yourself what's going on, and of course, also ask why do we continue to allow this happen to happen in our institutions, in our schools, in our workplaces, in our sports, and in our communities. Now, I'm going to try to pause because the way that I I, I wrote this, uh, I want to give you guys time to pause within the the, the video or the audio, excuse me, so that you can self-reflect. And, and so I'll, I'll make it clear to say, okay, take this opportunity to pause. Um, if you need to pause while going through this, do what you gotta do. I mean, if I'm being honest, I'm not there. So like, I wouldn't know if you pause. I'm not, I'm not, uh, not that fancy equipped. I don't even know, I hope there's no technology out there for that. But uh, take your time with this. But then also, once you really reflect on this information, um, share it with people. Share it with your family. Think about it yourself. Uh, you know, uh, people, again, have a range of different perspectives on this. Again, some outside looking in. I'll admit to a certain capacity, you know, it, 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 it's, a, it's not a black and white situation where it's, it's one problem and one solution. There's a series of different problems, uh, uh, different inequities, different institutions that create these inequities that then affect the people that go through this. And it creates generations of that same trauma that continues to go forward. But again, when we talk about black excellence in this, this, this podcast... Think about, again, is this benefiting or harming our communities? And based on that, what are we going to do to rectify and ensure that this is combated on a cultural, on a spiritual, and on an institutional level within our communities? Because with that, as social media and as media starts to continue to shoot off and information is a lot more accessible... We're starting to really see these stories pop up. And with that, 
we don't see the scars. We don't see or hear what's going on in the people's minds. Excuse me, sorry, I have post-nasal drip. I promise, I'm not crying already in the episode. It's post-nasal drip, you know, I, I need to take my Allegra. Yeah, but, um, you know, we need to analyze those 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 uh, multi-level foundations to then say, what are we gonna do about this? And we need to also rewire our thinking when it pertains to how we contribute to such a culture, whether it's compliance, whether it's it's silence, whether it's it's uh, uh, masculinity and fe- feminine feminine femininity. Uh, you know, again, what are we doing to address those elements? Because uh, again, it is also very intersectional. Especially when it pertains to, again, ethnicity, gender, sexual orientation, disability, socioeconomic status. You know, there's a, it's, a, it's an intersectional plane. Um, and so with that, you know, we, we definitely need to make sure that we also factor those into the conversations that we have in our communities. So then that way, you know, we are amplifying the voices of those around us. That is, again, black excellence when we're laying the foundation for the next generation so that they know that what's wrong is wrong. And what's wrong is, again, this type of, of treatment, this type of abuse, this type of, 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 of hardwiring. And I, and I say that very loosely because, again, you know, there's a lot of people that are going through this and are silent. Um, and, and not silent in terms of, again, the elements that I talked about, the weakness, the, the, the fatigue, the frustration, the depression. Uh, those are contributing factors. But, but again, how can we give them a space to feel comfortable in amplifying their voices? So we can amplify their voices, that is. And so, uh, again, I'm, I'm nowhere near perfect. Uh, you know, I, I put that on the table in every episode. I'm nowhere near perfect. I do not have all the answers. But with that, you know, what can we do? Uh, feel free to message me. If you disagree, you disagree. If you agree, you agree. I don't care. Message me. Like, we can talk about this. If we want to call on the phone, we can do that. You know, shoot, we can even have a, a glass of tea or something. Yeah, I, I get fancy with the tea, you know. But, but um, like I said, we definitely need to have this conversation, these conversations more and, and, and get supple, get actual actions out of it. Um, so without further ado, I've titled this, Why Are We Here? Now, forgive me for my narration skills. This is the first time that I've practiced this 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 type of style uh, being a podcast. You know, I'm usually first person, you know, because, you know, your boy's a clown. But, um, you know, I wanted to spice things up a little bit. So, again, we, we, we can look a little bit more deeper into this. Um, also, um, by the way, if I stutter a little bit, forgive me. Um, and also, if uh, I slip up, I slip up. Sorry, it's the first time. But uh, clean this up all night. So, hopefully, we're good. All right. So again, the title is, Why Are We Here? We found ourselves coming from different directions from around the campus in our best fits. Some of us wore suit jackets with our finest ties and bags. Of course, the bags for, you know, to show that we, you know, are business worthy, you know. Some of us wore sweater vests with bow ties as if we were applying to the top-notch Ivy League school, the top-notch jobs. Of course, it wouldn't be fitting if we didn't include the few of us who wore button-down polo shirts with black dress pants. It happens. Regardless of our attire, each of us understood one unspoken rule, which we either obtained from family, friends, or of course the classic internet blog of those who quote-unquote made it. 
don't wear colors of those said organizations or any organizations that is. Yep, we're talking about those dang on Greeks. Now, don't get me wrong. Before you go wondering, we're not talking about the Greeks that you read about in English middle school class that probably half of you guys fell asleep in. No, 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 no. We're talking about the letter-wearing, loud-chancing, 12% of student life, which manages to hold the majority of the parties, but also manages to build community service and community ties. Of course, regardless of what institution you go to, we often fall victim to the simple simplification of these complexities. If you don't do your research, of course. Yes, there's the white fraternities and sororities, the black fraternities and sororities, and if you go particularly to a, a PWI, a predominantly white institution, you'll find multicultural ones which often fall into the gray area of those who don't do their research. Given the variety of different processes to become a member, people who don't e-research easily get lost in the weeds of the differences to each of those groups. Of course, we all somewhat knew it would be far from a cakewalk to join any of those organizations, especially as we look to earn our membership to make a difference as the light in this darkest era of our world. This being a long but thorough process that will test us physically and mentally to develop such a lifetime connection between each other and the organization and the duty to advance our society to be bigger and better, to cancel out the inequities. But at what cost? So take this time to pause for a second, reflect, um, minus me stuttering a little bit. Um, I'll take a couple seconds to... to let y'all pause, do what y'all gotta do. Yeah, we'll go at 1820. I'm not complaining, I'm using it for you. And we're back. Sorry for the bad music. I really need to think about that. I'll add some more track music to it, probably. So, as we all take a good look at each other, we're greeted individually by members of the organization. Keep in mind, we saw the flyer for a few minutes past eight. But of course, it doesn't start on time. Even as we keep track of time, each passing minute feels like an hour as we wonder what awaits us on this journey. After time had passed, the door flew open and we were greeted to come in. We all managed to look around within the classroom and observe the members. Although there's a feeling of intimidation, we remind ourselves of our why. What's our why? I mean, what, what is why? Of course, we knew that question would come up several times as they tried to tell, test us on our basic knowledge of the organization, the founding members, and what the organization does. But with that being said, it's important uh, to know our why. Some of us are really interested in networking to connect the organization to new opportunities, which amplifies the mission of said organization. Some of us have a lineage in their family legacies that tie back to the organization. Of course, some of us want us some of us want to simply party and to be cool within the organization as it's known for. Some of us saw the flyer and wanted to simply learn more. Yeah, okay, maybe it's not that black and white. 
But regardless of our why, we wanted to succeed in earning those letters. Take a second to pause. So minus me stuttering. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not doing the action music anymore. Yeah. We'll go to 2030. All right, we'll resume. So that being said, the members were quick in saying that it's not about partying, wearing the letters, or even prestige. It's about the values outlined in the basic information that they provided. As they seasoned us with follow-up questions on famous members, national programming, famous dates, they sprinkled information regarding the vague process to become a member. Of course, we didn't bring a pencil or pen or even a piece of paper. So some of us were unprepared. The quick shuffling of the slides going over said organization made it even more important to take notes. So if we had to pass pieces of paper, we had to pass pieces of paper. If we had to pass pencil, we had to pass pencils. If we had to pass pens, we had to pass pens. But of course, we had to do so quickly. Now, of course, this course triggered them to ask about our GPAs. What were they? What extracurriculars do we take part in? How many hours of volunteer work do we do? However, the one thing that was noted was the importance of discretion. Mm. We were told to tell no one that we were in this meeting. Not your friends, not your significant other, not your pet. Heck, not even your cat. I mean, that classifies as a pet, but some people uh, treat pets like, uh, specifically cats, like their superiors, because, you know, cats are interesting. Moreover, we definitely were told that we shouldn't be exposing ourselves on social media, getting caught up in the law, and other basic things that may affect our chance to advance. Now, don't get us wrong, they of course asked if we had any questions, but after we signed the sheet with our contact information, we were advised to put together a little group chat to, to put our questions on one sheet of paper. Once it was created, it didn't take long before we started speculating what lies ahead. Some of us utilized information we were told from our friends. Some of us used information that we were told from our family who've taken this path on which we were about to endure. Some of us, of course, relied on Google to provide clarity to the clouds of uncertainty. And some genuinely believed it was just like the application said, similar to a job interview. And once again, it's like you were accepted or enrolled. Regardless, no one truly knew. And to repeat, no one truly knew the path which they were seeking. After a few days, we get our first message. We were told to come over and watch TV. Doesn't sound too harmless. At first, this sounds great. We got an opportunity to hang out with them, get to know them, and learn more about them as people, not as organization. However, 
as we watched TV with them, it felt like we were being evaluated. Evaluated in a sense that would later serve as our very dismantling. For guys in particular, the test of strength. They of course hit us with, uh, we bet you can't do 20 push-ups. And of course, some of us say, piece of cake, and try to show off. However, the kill switch of social and organizational conversation will, will be a reoccurring theme for the weeks and months ahead. After about two hours, they would abruptly kick us out to do whatever people do at 12 a.m. If only we knew that that level of chillness wouldn't last. We heard the echoes of people being paddled, working out, verbals, and for those receiving some decoded information, hit, being hit or, or, uh, or other interesting methods. But our hopes were of the angle of making it, regardless of the stereotypes in which we see on social media, for which we see on television, for which we see in books, and for which we see in anti-hazing information. It wouldn't take long before they called us to meet again. We were told to arrive at their place within a 15 minute window while making a pit stop to obtain items from various stores in the area. From supplies to clean, supplies to make food, to make drinks, wrapping paper for joints, you name it, we've most likely bought it. And in fact, when we were pulling up to their place, we saw a large group of people cleaning cars while individuals were screaming at them to wash faster. The dynamic is interesting given those people are in the public while we are moving through the shadows as a small number of multicultural students typically do at a predominantly white institution. We were greeted with people yelling at us to clean, take out the trash and other interesting tasks. Strangely, it felt normal as it gave us time to share facts, joke around, and envision us making it and possibly leading the new group going through the processes in which we foresee. This was not bad. However, we couldn't dream long before it took effect. We couldn't dream long b before the process took place, or if there was one to begin with. The longer we took to clean, the more upset they would be. After we finished, we were greeted with rigorous exercises. Some of us were athletes, some of us were gradually making it to the gym, and some haven't touched the gym at all. But we were definitely getting in shape. After they would sprinkle in, a, in workouts with surprise fact checking, regardless of the organization, or regarding the organization, that is. We were doing the workout as if we were going in the military. At that point, some of us were planning on commissioning into the military, given the type of workouts we were doing. After they would sprinkle in those workouts again, with those surprise facts, they would carry on with their regularly scheduled programs as they joke around with each other, eat, drink, smoke, and other things. It's interesting, they would keep reminding us that the stuff that we were doing was illegal and that we could walk out whenever we wanted. However, we weren't planning on giving up. 
In fact, we told each other, we told us all, never give up, never give in, never surrender. It's interesting because between the working out and the cleaning, it seemed like a win-win. We were getting to where we needed to be. After they got bored with us, of course, or they had to catch up on some schoolwork of their own or work that they had to go to, they would let us go. And all we had to do was book it and make it, make sure everything was clean, of course. This go, this would go on almost every single night, unless there was a party going on during the weekend and we got lucky in being off, you know, getting off, of course. This would go on for weeks on end. We had to admit, we started seeing results again, which was great. All we needed was our official interviews to determine if we, if we are to move forward. Instead, we got calls abruptly to go do favors for members that are of course currently there or alumnus of the organization at the school. It would often be food, but it could be honestly anything. We paid for condoms, we paid for marijuana, wraps, we paid for transportation, we paid for for gas, we paid for uh, other strange items, some being curtains, some being blinds, some being toothbrushes. We've transported items, we couldn't open the bag in, we got groceries, we transported people. The list goes on and on. Not to mention we travel all hours of the night to pick people up from the bus station, the airports, hotels, you name it, we've done it. Again, not too bad. Of course, late nights during a school night, you know, be very rather difficult, but at the same token, it gave us time to develop a closer bond, get to know each other more on a personal level, especially as we are, are perceiving the same path. Some of us had to drive members around in the night to club hop while we wait outside for them to come out intoxicated, out of their minds. Although it would sometimes annoy us, we did not mind because it was another opportunity to learn from members from years prior that continue to serve in that capacity. Granted, it may start off with a lot of yelling and insults, but it prepared us for such a path. Although they wouldn't directly tell us what to look out for as we progressed, they would provide verbal and even physical hints so we were not surprised. Some of us knew exactly what we were in for. Some of us had some naiveness since the organization had the anti-hazing pledge on their website in bold letters. We always left their place asking when we could be at the, in the process. We've asked each other in all hours of the night, how close do you think we are to advancing in the process? Even though there were no formal interviews, no formal applications, no formal paperwork, we still pursued for the goal. All we did was write was wrote countless papers on ourselves and our members and members of the organization. 
Granted, those papers helped with knowledge. Granted, it helped us do a little bit of self-reflecting on each other as a group. But how far were we? As each night passed, as we formulated in some type of formation, yeah, we'll go with that term. We'll stick with that term. We moved as a unit. For the time being, we just had to ice our arms down, ice our legs down from the soreness, from working out. But once again, that was okay because we had the end goal set in mind. However, that will soon escalate as well. As each night passed, the workouts began to get more physical. Of course, we would have more reps and new workouts, but the integration of violence was soon introduced. Whether they did it, whether we did it ourselves, or whether we did it to each other, physical violence was integrated into the mix. Between workouts, we would face a barrage of punches to the chest and lower stomach, the chest area, of course. If we weren't getting pushed out of our formation, we were punched to a certain capacity, which made it challenging to stay in alignment. If we did something wrong or with a lack of precision, we would be slapped by them or each other in a conveyor belt-like system. If we messed up or didn't do, or we didn't do it in their fulfillment, we started over in the physicals. Some of us chipped some of us chipped our teeth. Some of us developed a flinch pattern. Some of us would be unfazed. Sometimes, if they wanted to laugh, we were tasked with putting together skits to make them laugh or to smack each other around. Although it was often a hit or miss, we spent hours going through YouTube to get ideas for these skits because it better be good. During the day, the impact of the night would carry forward. We had, we had designated time slots to reach out and to send facts. Although the facts could be anything pertaining to the org, we just couldn't use each other's facts. Some of us love sending facts. Some of us didn't like it too much. Some would forget to send it. Some would have class and couldn't send it. When it would be nighttime and the facts weren't good enough, it would definitely come back up verbally and sometimes physically. Some of us struggled to get up if it fell down despite us continuing to pick each other up. Sometimes they would steal our shoes right off our feet, which required us to fight back and obtain that material good. Give me that. What are you guys going to do about it? Even when we got the shoes back, they would only try again, which caused us to fight even harder. The question is, who were we fighting? Were we fighting them or were we fighting ourselves as black men? Was it them or was it us? Some of us, when knocked down, couldn't get back up. So we had to pick them back up, as always. As it became more of a pattern, some of us thought there were 
they were going to quit or drop. Some of us wanted to stick it out until we filled out an application and or interviewed so we knew that this shall too come to an end. However, the response we typically got, the response that we typically received was the idea that every day was an interview. It only escalated from there as we continued to burn our wallets, work out, get beat, spit facts, and repeat. Some coped by eating. Some coped by drinking. Some coped by smoking. Some coped by smoking and drinking. We started to lose some people after more time progressed. Some did it because of declining grades. Some did it because of their mental slash physical health. Some did it because they didn't see this stuff happening. Some had to leave campus for an extended amount of time. Some went to the hospital due to long-term injuries that were not properly treated by a practitioner. Some took to the shadows as instructed by them. The trouble breathing, the inability to sleep for long periods of time without pain, the unhealthy coping mechanisms could easily make one question their humanity. For a diaspora that has always been questioned of their, of their humanity. In response, some of them questioned why nobody was told about the possibility of going to the hospital. Some of them checked in just to inquire about what was said to those doctors and to those institutions. Some of them were not interested at all. Some of them split. Some of us were split on whether or not to continue. Some who were in their homes were talked into dropping, given concerns of self-harm slash declining mental health. Some reflected as they were in the hospital on the, as they lied to the people that they trust and work with about being hit by a pole in order to disguise why they truly went to the hospital, thus leading to them quitting. And some ultimately continued into the unknown. Some wanted to continue forward. Some wanted to stop. Some wanted to report it, but recognize the inequities of already present, of the already present flaws that are within the process to hold each other accountable, especially given being the minority group on campus. In addition, within a culture which shuns people from reporting these things. If we learn one thing, this timeline is not forever, but the scars are a lifetime to come. Now, like I said before um, I read this, this was nowhere near perfect. Again, I don't want this to be a, a, a simplified black and white scenario because everybody's experiences are different, regardless of the organization, regardless of if they pertain specifically to a historically white organization, historically black, multicultural, you name it, whatever. Processes are different. Not all people do those things. For the people who do not, you are good. For the people who do not, please continue down that path. But keep in mind, again, what are we doing to address this within our communities? Now, I haven't used this term for the entirety of the episode. I think maybe I used it once, but we're talking about hazing. And, 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 and it's not just 
within fraternities and sororities. No, no, no. It's also in sports. It's also in jobs. It's also in, in anything that you that requires a set of culture. It can happen. It, it really can. Um, we were talking about a very sensitive topic. Again, this is not the account of just one person. This is the account of many. Again, it's not identical to every single experience because everybody goes through something different. But with that, the common core themes carry forth. Now, again, it is not every single organization. I think that's important to note. Again, from an outside looking in, I admit that. An outside looking in. But at the same token, how long do we continue to let this happen? How long? Because the outside looking in is not necessarily blocked from observations, experiences, etc. With that being said, what are we going to do to address this? We talked about a very sensitive topic that impacts people on different levels. Some people may have never heard of this term before. Some people may have experienced it and and don't know how to proceed. Some people have experienced it and have overcome it and are continuing to amplify against this inequity, against this abuse. Some people may have made it but still go through these feelings, these experiences. Some people may think this podcast is simply bias and that it's just a nobody and that, you know, again, it's just, again, an outside looking in. However, again, what are we going to do to address this as a community, as people of the black diaspora, as people in our communities, regardless of background? Because again, this isn't just solely in the black community. It's also abroad as well. But when we talk about black excellence, what are we doing to amplify the voices of those around us who are continuing to go through this? Again, I don't have all the answers. I I really don't. But at the same token, what needs to happen is we need to tackle the cultural stigma. We need to hold our institutions accountable to follow up. We need to hold our organizations accountable regardless of their affiliations, regardless of what they do. Because again, if they are interacting with each other on this level, and this is occurring, then what are we doing to take a stand? What are we doing to call this out? What are we doing to formulate actual solutions and to act on them consciously yet consistently? Again, accountability is a multi-road thing. A multi-road thing. It's not just holding ourselves accountable, but holding each other accountable. So with that, I'm going to leave it with this. Be honest with yourself. Recognize that the experiences that people go through, it's there. It's never going to go away. But with that, what are we doing to create space and an environment where people can feel comfortable to talk about their experiences? Even if it's, if it's jobs, if it's, if it's sports, etc., anything. So that they 
don't feel alone, so that they don't feel trapped in their own imprisonment. Because in a lot of states, it's illegal to commit such hazing. You can't go to jail for that. But what people don't talk about is the, the very victims that go through this. They are already serving life sentences. That life sentence is the experience that they have to live with for the rest of their life. So, again, this episode was not perfect. Um, It really wasn't. But I'm glad that uh, we were able to produce this episode. Um, Like I said, feel free to share your thoughts with me. Whether you agree, whether you disagree, whether you you don't know. Uh, Because, again, we, we need to start with having this conversation. And what we need to do to rewire our thinking to, again, bring actions to our words. So... Uh, Other than that, I appreciate y'all as always. Um, Next episode, it's going to be launching same time next week. We will have a title coming out soon. I'm feeling a few things. We're going to do a couple polls just for the next few episodes. Because again, we're going to start to get rolling. We definitely need to start to produce more episodes for y'all. Like, I'm serious. So, so serious. So with that being said, y'all have a great rest of y'all day. Keep your heads up and remember that... You know, we are laying the foundation for the next generation. We are. I know I keep saying that a lot. I know it sounds like like a repetition of words, but we really are. Because again, it's it's not just about us. It's about those who are coming after us, who are going to have to take the mantle and advance our communities and combat a lot of the inequities and the injustices within our communities, both at home and abroad. And I'm not just talking about overseas. I'm not just talking about outside of our country. I'm talking about outside of our community. Again, what we're seeing in the world, what we're seeing in our nation, even what we're seeing in, within the own black diaspora, what are we going to do? Because again, as we are an intersectional diaspora, what are we doing to work together to advance ourselves? And again, provide that foundation for the next generation. All right, you guys have a great rest of your day.